Well, we gather round on this night to share some stories while you catch your flight. Show that you're short, it's not too long, it's perfect for your morning run. For if you're on the yard, for you're inside your car, and I just hope that wherever you are, you'll be a part of our chance conversation. So what are we doing? I'm running on about two cylinders right now, so... We'll lay down. Yeah, we'll cover it. <clears throat> what are we doing? That is a good question. I thought we were going to do recommendations for shows. Recommendations for shows? Or movies. Yeah, it's... it's The movie review. It's it's a it's a loosely themed mini-episode, what I gathered, loosely themed uh, mini-episode on movies. And topics of choice... Runaway train from there. That's what I gather. No, no. runaway train. No, the topics Never of choice was back. the first suggestion. It evolved into my suggestion was each of us bring like five movies that are among our favorites. It doesn't have to be your top five favorites, so you don't have to sit there and hem and haw about is this one <laughs> does this one make the top five or blah blah. Just five movies in the vast universe of movies that are among your favorites. And they can be offbeat, you know, they can be movies that you wouldn't expect us, or that we wouldn't expect for you to be in your favorites. Or they can just be, you know, E.T. <laughs> My favorites are... <laughs> Or, I don't know, what's a I like, big I like The Hobbit, me? and I like The Hobbit 2, <laughs> and then The Hobbit 3. Alright, let me ask you this, Joey. Do you, are you more of a... Do you, do you prefer Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? There is a right answer to that question. There is a right answer. I will say, I only saw the first Hobbit. But I've seen all three Lord of the Rings multiple times, so I'm going to go ahead and pick Lord of the Rings, even though I'm unbiased. Or, I guess I'm a little biased because I've never seen the but... Because Two Towers was a great movie. The, <laughs> the, whole, the Lord of the, the Rings. The scene at the wall was just yeah. awesome. No, in my opinion... Lord of the, the Rings King is so is, much is, better than the, the Hobbit. Well, and with The Hobbit, I've heard it explained like this. Like, Lord of the Rings was way more action-packed. Whereas The Hobbit was a lot more of a, a narrative kind of storytelling. And with the last one, you could definitely tell they didn't have a lot of... <laughs> Like, Battle of Five Armies, let's make that an entire movie. Like, you know, they, in Lord of the Rings, the entire six movies, they've taken battles like that and covered them literally five minutes when, yeah. like, some, a soldier comes back and oh my gosh, we just lived through whatever battle it was, you know. And so they chose it that way. But, um, no, I guess I'll go ahead and get us started, get us started off. Um, wait, 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 no, no, no. No, we're no. not going to do it that way? No, because I was told, we had this conversation, and it's, <laughs> it is recorded, and it's in the episode, episode, we're doing this by month. Yeah, that's true. There is a person month. that hosts for a month. Well, he's over the tracker jacking. That tracker jacking. Well, we went back and forth on that a little bit. There was no back and forth. <laughs> I didn't think there was any back and forth. I thought... Because I did the full episode, and then I was told since it was my month, I had to do the mini episode. So I did. So we're on, what is today's date? January 13th. 13th. There we are. January 13th, Chance Conversation, mini episode. 13, 
Yep. Yeah, 13.5. We're on episode 13.5, and I know that. And uh, we're going to... It's been your refrigerator for like... You can have it, yeah. Yeah, Joey's going to drink a Powerade, everybody. All right, so we're going to be talking about movies tonight. And uh, Joey, want to go ahead and talk about that Powerade? What... What flavor we got over there? You know, I've we got a Powerade Zero Zero Cali Sports Drink Mixed Berry. Mixed Berry, and it is a uh, blue color. Yeah, I, I'm gonna ahead and make that I label see. out of a ten, a six out of a ten on the label. That's a, that's a will, strong label. I will put in a plug here for those of you out there that are on like a low carb diet. Powerade Zero. Oh, I thought you thought maybe spit that. Up. <laughs> Powerade Zero is a go-to on a low-carb diet. Let's not let you take his reaction detract from the wonderful, the miraculous flavor that you will find within a Gator... Oh, I'm sorry. Powerade Zero. We're talking... And is Ion 4 technology? Is that what that says? Sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium. You know, I've seen... Have y'all seen the... The uh, potassium is the key to the low-carb... I think it's a cracked article, but it's like... Reality versus fiction, and it has like the ads. It's got like the perfect McDonald's burger ad, and then it has a picture of like what a real McDonald's burger looks like. And it has the picture for Gatorade, right? It's got like the athlete, he's sweating orange, and then it shows reality, and it's the hungover guy like reaching for a Gatorade. It's the left of the last stand. (laughs) That's a good comparison there. I love how. The introduction was: We're going to talk about movies, and then we spend five well, Joey, minutes. Joey, 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 I have, I have a then little we spend bit of five minutes attention. talking about power. Rating. I have a little bit of an attention deficit disorder, just a slight bit. And in the middle of my introduction, Joey decides to ask Billy about a power aid, and it threw me off here. But yes, tonight we're going to be talking about movies and refresh my memory because I do feel like there was a little bit of confusion. We're going to be talking about our five favorite films as yes. far as five film recommendations. All Not right. necessarily, just, I mean... What movies do you want our listeners to watch? Okay, I'm still completing my list right now, well, but I've almost got it finished. Okay. It's not like we're not going to like number them off. Well, see, I'm going to start and off. We don't, have, we don't have to list them out all together. We just, can do like at the end, do all 20, number one, <laughs> yeah. number two. I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to do mine by movies I've seen the most times, because it doesn't mean I a good way to do it. it. That's a very good way yeah. to do it. So What's your first one? I'm going to start off with an American classic, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump great is movie. a Gump great movie. One. That's a good yeah. movie. I've seen it more times than I can count. And if it comes on TV, I have to watch it to the end. <laughs> no matter where I start it. Like, that's one of those movies that if you see that zone, you've got to, you've got to change it over yeah. to that movie. That's, see, I wasn't allowed. That makes watch. another movie just automatically make my list what now. What is that movie? The Fifth Element. Ah. Oh, that's a good one. Anytime yeah. that movie is on, I will change over and watch wherever it is. Multipass. <laughs> Lilu. <laughs> Lilu Dallas Multipass. Yes, she knows it's a multipass. I love. Was it who was the Never guy who played it. the? Uh, what? I've seen the last ten minutes. I kid you not. I was at a friend's house and I walked in the room and sat down. What's this? Shut up, yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> and I'm watching. And I, I remember the, the stones that they place, and they have like the symbols for the elements. And, oh, was it like, Chris Tucker that played the charismatic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, so like, part of me wants to go back and watch it. You should. I probably should, but 
That's it was a little modern day thing about that movie. You just have to see the girl on, uh, like, America's Got Talent Russia or something, but she sang the thong that the blue lady sings on there. No, I and, didn't. And she did a really good. She did all the... And like, that is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Because <laughs> apparently that song is not supposed to be humanly possible to sing. Because no. it's alien. And now, obviously, she's not doing exactly like her. But right, right. Pretty good. I mean, I just found that was an interesting song pick. <laughs> but yeah, Forrest Gump, it's it's what I would consider to be a modern-day classic. I mean, yeah. Tom Hanks is, I mean, he's one heck of a You know, actor. as a child, I wasn't allowed to watch that, but when it came out, my dad was very strict because of all the cussing and the army thing. Well, I, was, <laughs> well, I mean, even, you know, in the Washington scenes. No, yeah, true. The thing that sticks out to me is the Viet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <numb. laughs> yeah. And every time so, he would say the F word... Everybody would yell. See, in the in the Walker family household, there are two movies that every Walker brother can quote front to back, and one of them is Forrest Gump. And you know, I grew up with that movie. Uh, I watched it so many times. I feel like the soundtrack, in and of itself, I think that's oh, the soundtrack, soundtrack is good. Deserves I feel mention. like to become a citizen, you should have to watch Forrest Gump. That's it, it's right. like the history of Amer- American music in one soundtrack, you know? And there's so much there. Uh, and I think the the movie, too, don't get me wrong, there's so many stories there, but if you want to take this one guy's life, this one guy's life paints the picture of what it was like coming up through those decades and all the other stuff going on. It's a, it's a great movie. Uh, yeah, definitely a powerful film. And the second film, and I'll go ahead and jump in here and say this, the other one that everybody quotes in my family is Oh Brother War. Oh! oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's that is a good, a good one. That is a good one. That's another one I can watch all the time. i say that with a head pull. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hard nailed a... to a horn, toad. <laughs> we ain't got a radio. <laughs> Uh, I will. I will say this. Like going back, like Oh Brother War, that was such a a strange movie to have happened. Yeah, it like, really when you, was. When you go back and you and you think about the time that it came out, like the the cinematic landscape, as it were, and then you had Oh Brother War down the. It's middle. like the Coen Brothers sitting there, like I want to make a movie set set in like the the desolation of you know America's poorest time during the Depression. But I also want to do the Odyssey. <laughs> and I kind of also want to make it a musical. <laughs> and I want George Clooney. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a good one. And that that bounces off of Burn After Reading, which is one of my favorite Cohen movies. And, oh, because my favorite death scene, my favorite death scene, if I had to have one, was Brad Pitt's character in that movie. When George that. Clooney comes home, and oh, Brad Pitt oh, hides yeah, in the yeah. closet, and he opens the door, and he's just standing there, and he smiles, and boom! Like... It it the the tithing on it everything and I'm sorry for those who haven't watched it like oh great now but oh man like to to, to I don't know that that's a that's a good movie I, I like that movie my all time favorite is A Beautiful Mind it's Russell Crowe the John Nash it's topic. Nice it, that's a good movie. It's, it's a good movie um, <clears throat> you know I watched it in psychology when I was in high school for the first time and this was after reading the John Nash biography which was. I do not recommend. I mean, it was getting in such detail. It's like, and his grandmother's grass was as blue as the Kentucky rain. And like, I don't care about what his grandmother's grass was. You know. But uh, no, it was just, it was eye-opening to me. And I went on my, my rant about mental health last week. But like, that 
when I said this before about other actors, like when an actor can convince you <laughs> that what that character is experiencing is real, yeah. and then into the movie you have that revelation with the character that yeah. oh this isn't. And there's other things that have happened, like, not just only mental health, but like Sixth Sense had that a little bit where you're going through that, and then when the character realizes something, you as the right. you know those those movies have big impact to me, and I think that movie John Nash being able to play that stuff that was my that's how I fell in love with Paul Bettany as an actor. Um, it is so weird because I was waiting for you to finish your thought, and I was going to say that is one of a two movie set that made me a huge fan of Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany and Jennifer Connelly that that sold me on both of them, um, and it just I you know I'm going okay. Yeah, it's it's I've, I've got it. It, it it it's it's up there. It, it's definitely one of mine, and I probably watched it. It's a very good movie. Like, because the movie I watched the most is probably the Power Rangers movie. I don't really count that. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like when I was a kid, because I probably watched it or the Lion King. But um, with Lion King, it, it's a stand up. I mean, like, go back. Lion King was. Lion, King, named, Lion King is. I mean, it holds up, dude. I've named like it's five there. different pets after Lion King characters. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's you, several Disney yes, movies that even in adulthood still hold up. Yeah. They, they do well. Sure. If I were going to pick three movies that I've watched more than any other movies in my adult life, it would definitely be among those we've already listed. Forrest Gump, Oh Brother, Where Thou. We hadn't mentioned Braveheart, but I am not listening to my top five. <laughs> it just so happens I've watched it a bunch of times. Well, if we're going, I'll go ahead and uh, throw out another movie here, which I think is going to, I'm going to have to put in crickets. <laughs> but if we're going by the movies that we've watched the most, I just threw that in as a. As a there was that. no. It's a good. It's a good criteria to go yeah. by. When I was in high school, there was a six month span, at least six months. There may have been more. Where every single day, oh God. every night when I got home, I watched Grease. <laughs> Did you want to be in musicals when you grew up? I didn't. I'm I'm just guessing at the six months, but I mean, for a long time, every night. Did you sing along with it every time? Not every time, but (laughs) most of the time. I mean, sometimes it was just playing in the background. Picture in my head, you know. It just seems (laughs) interesting. To to the point where last this past summer. They had one of those Fathom events where they had like a special showing right, yeah. of Grease in a theater. Yeah. And I went to see that because I'm <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Grease. Always have been, always will be. That, that's odd, but I, whatever. It's not odd. It's <laughs> a little odd. Olivia Newton-John in those black pants. <laughs> She's only those black pants for like the last five minutes. It's <laughs> worth sitting through the first part of it. <laughs> Okay, and I'll, even when she was preppy, she was hot. I mean, <laughs> so do you prefer preppy one, or do you like it when she turns bad? I kind of like it when she turns bad. <laughs> See, I liked her as the prep, you know, but I'm, I'm a stuffy guy. It's electrified. <laughs> when she lights up that cigarette, you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was really surprised Joey went out went out the gate with Forrest Gump. I figured. Joey was going to pop off with stuff like Pulp Fiction or Rocky Horror Picture Show. He goes right for the, the gut and takes my film, Forrest Gump. That's my film, okay? 
He didn't go for his cult classic movies. <laughs> he didn't go in Tarantino. Well, that's what I was going to say. My next one that I've seen is, is Pulp Fiction. I've seen that movie more times than I can remember. Yep, yep, that's yep. a long movie to sit through, too. It's good two and a half, almost hours. So. You know what movie? Which is funny because that was the revival of John Travolta's career. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. that's a good tie-in there. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, that was. I guess I never. But that was a really good movie. That's kind of. I mean, he played that character to the T, too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It was great. Um, as long as we got an open spot here, uh, Snatch. Oh, you sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Guy Ritchie is a genius. Man, I was okay. holding that back. Uh, Snatch and uh, Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, both of them, for so many of the same reasons, uh, standalone stories, but still, both of those films are uh, incredible. Snatch, there's so many quotable lines through the entire <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, that that fast uh, switch camera angles that he does, you know. Uh, you like dogs. Yeah, you like dags. Oh, dogs. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a good one. And Brad Pitt was excellent in that movie. Brad Pitt, every just about Bricktown, Bricktown, yeah, yeah, Bricktop, 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 yeah, Bricktop. You know, it's you know what was it? Uh, what was the word he asked for? Was it Nemesis? Nemesis. Nemesis, mm. yes. Yeah, that was a very, very good movie. It's funny, it's funny you say that about uh, Snatch. It's like, the thing that stands out the most in that movie is, you know, after he goes on all that drinking binge, you know, he's got five the next day. And I was thinking, as a hungover person myself right now, as a hungover American, I can honestly say... Brad that, Pitt's character. Yes. yes. Drives me crazy when he gets to I was like, there's no way. There's no way I could ever... <laughs> I was like, I can't imagine drinking all this. Like, I'm gonna go box. <laughs> that was terrible. I watched, as far as speaking of what we watched the most, I watched A Knight's Tale. Yes. Probably uh, 30 times. I have watched That was yeah. the second of the two movies said that made me a fan of Paul Bettany. Really? Yep. Yeah, I love that, Paul that Bettany in that movie. Because it's interesting because I didn't, it's one, those two movies, Beautiful Mind and Knight's Tale, it took me like a while to figure out, oh, that's, that, you know what I mean? Like, yep, I was still young yep. enough, I wasn't really placing actors from different movies. But Night's Tale, I mean, that that's also what made me fall in love with um, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger and the guy that played uh, Baratheon. Um, uh, and yeah. he was in According, not According to the Gym, he was in another show, um, sitcom for a while. But, yeah, what was that sitcom called? What was that sitcom called? Oh, uh, you're talking. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like King of Queens. Yeah, yeah King I mean, it's. Yeah. <laughs> It was kind of along those lines, but because it had, had he had like the red head and Robert Baratheon was in in Nightstale. Wow, yeah. that's uh, nice. Like yeah, see, back before the age of Netflix, uh, Rob had about ten DVDs <laughs> for several years, and Nightstale was one of them. So <laughs> I've watched Nightstale plenty of times. If I remember right, some of the others include Forty Year Old Virgin, <laughs> Thin Red Line. You had that Alien Conspiracy DVD. Yeah, I had that. Yeah. I think I had the Eisenhower uh, <laughs> Final Addy. State of the Union Address <laughs> on the, was it, Military Industrial Complex. <laughs> I had that documentary. I had the Phantom of the Opera, which is another notable Still mention. Stand, okay, Mark Addy Still was the actor that played uh, Robert Baratheon. Oh, okay. And the Still Standing was the name of the, the sitcom oh. that was on. Yep. Um, and he's also you know, been on a lot more than... I actually watched that for a little while. 
That's kind of that funny. We've all standing. seen a knot's tail a bunch of times. It's not like it was a huge blockbuster hit or anything. It was a it was a very motivational story though. I mean, growing up from the bottom, you know. Okay, we hit Billy. So, are we are we jumping around or are we going around the table? Because I'm, I'm gonna take. Let's go around the table. I'm gonna grab onto the music part of that because one of the things I like about that music is they've got modern day songs mm-hmm. in like old time. Right, right. So again, David Bowie got in that. This is gonna be. Um, I don't know, but I think he this. Did. Uh, so all No, it's good. Um, I think I'm gonna lose you on this one. I really do. Grease, Grease was pushing it. You gonna say Grease two? No, I'm not. I'm not. I did not like Grease two. Um, oh. Even though I do like Michelle Pfeiffer, and she may come into a movie here in a little bit. Um, if you could get it on eight track, there's a good chance I hadn't, you know, heard of it. You know, because they they were doing the tape cassettes when I was around. When I was little, you know. They didn't do so much do the 33s or the 45s or the 8-tracks. They went over the tape cassettes. Anyway, I do have a, which is evident by my choice of Grease, I do have like a soft spot in my heart for musicals. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just do. I like musicals. Musicals are nice. Right. Right. If, if, if they're done right. So another movie I'm going to throw in there is Moulin Rouge. Oh, no, no. Uh, that's a good one. I mean, I, I wish it's like flash dance. No, and don't get me wrong. I'm not putting it up there with like the Forrest Gump. How dare you even mention that on our podcast, sir? Anyways, moving on. I'm not putting it up there among the Forrest Gumps or uh, even the you know Oh Brother Where Art. It's just a movie, and mainly because it came on this past weekend. But there, are, I really like that movie because of the musical scenes, especially with Ewan McGregor, because he surprised me with how well he could sing. And I've never seen the movie. I thought I didn't know anyone greater than that. Hmm. You need to check it out. It's worth a watch. Yeah, no. Uh, my three favorite musicals are, include Family Opera, Chicago, and Moulin Rouge. Hmm. I mean, they're on. I guess for anyone who is like hardcore musicals, they're going to say, oh, those are the mainstream. Well, yeah, I know, but I like them. Which Moulin Rouge was directed, um, if I'm not mistaken, by Baz Luhrmann, who was also the producer and maybe director of um, The Great Gatsby. You know, he's known for, like, big, flamboyant, extravagant musical. But anyway. Yeah, I'm going to wait for Joey to get back before I mention my next topic. No, um, with my musicals, uh, this was a traveling show, but it was Young Frankenstein. Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein musical. And... Mel Brooks, his movies already make for very good material for a musical. A lot of it's already kind of set up, and some of them even do have numbers in them. But the Young Frankenstein musical came through the Perot, Texarkana. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was just... I, and I love Mel Brooks to death, and I love um, uh, Martin Feldman and uh, Peter... Uh, Bo- Boyle? Could be. It was uh, Peter uh, Boyle. Is that the same guy that's in um, yeah, that played, Everybody Loves Remy? Yeah. I think it's Peter Boyle. They amazing actors. And, and, uh, <laughs> but like with that musical that came through, oh, just everything. It, it, I don't know. It To this day is one of my... And I was... I had the flu. And according to the UCA health nurse, I had the swine flu. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't believe I did. But I was up there, and I was so sick, and Kim had bought the tickets, and I was like, I want to, and so I was like, 100 degree fever, like cold sweat, dripping That's off my body. That's why you thought it was good, you're probably hallucinating. No. 
it, it was probably like Adam's Family or something, and I was seeing a completely different yeah. musical. But you were seeing one of the Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking speaking of Young Frankenstein, uh, have you ever seen the movie? Yes. Oh yeah, Gene, multiple times. Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder right, yeah. Terry Gar. My yeah. goodness, Terry Gar was Hartman Hartman was was yeah. Igor. Yep. You know. Um, interestingly enough, and I'm going to throw this tidbit out, and it might not be related, but there is record that Aerosmith went and saw Young Frankenstein in theaters after a show. And that one month later, Walk This Way was being written. Really? Because in Young Frankenstein, there's the the part where Igor tells Victor, Walk This Way. And then he kind of stumbles away. I believe it's Igor, isn't it? Igor? It's Igor. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a whole... that's That's the running joke, is... He's calling him... Frankenstein doesn't... The he's a descendant of the original Frankenstein scientist. He picture, does. He time. wants to distance his, himself from. Ah, okay. His, so See, he, I've never seen him. So he so. wants people to call him Frankenstein or something like yeah. that, or Stein. Yeah. yeah. And so that's when. It's Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Hey, that's what it's all black like, and white. Too. Yeah, it's all filmed black and white. Um, and he's like, no, it's Frank Frankenstein. He's like, oh, well, I'm Igor. He's like, what? <laughs> you know. And so, but anyways, he's like, walk this way. So he stumbles off, and you know, Frankenstein just kind of walks behind him. Like, no, this way. And so he wants him to walk like he walks, like right. with the limp and everything. And so there's this whole thing about how Aerosmith's song "Walk This Way" is based <laughs> off of that scene because just the timeline's kind of added up, which would be funny if it was the case. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Uh, before we jump on from musicals, I feel like this movie does deserve mention here. Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Little yeah. Shop is, is yeah. in my top three on musicals for sure. Yeah. I mean, the songs, uh, everything. Uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah. Downtown. Who played the dentist? It was uh, Steve Martin. Martin. Steve Martin. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We, I've seen that at Pro too. No, I didn't. I saw that at the um, Little Rock uh, Dinner and Theater. Yeah. Yeah, that was Little really Shop good. Yep. Yeah, what happened to Rick Moranis? He quit acting to take care of his kids when his wife died of cancer. Wow. Wow. Did you just know that off the top of your head? Exactly. <laughs> so I, mean, that was... I like the Secret Lives. Do you know Steve Buscemi with the New York Firefighter? Oh, yep. my goodness gracious. 9 11. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't want any publicity no, on it. He, he showed back up, he did his thing, and, and he, he didn't. Yeah. It was only people who told the story after the fact. He didn't want any kind of... But, yeah, he was out there cleaning up rubble and doing everything. Yeah. Uh, and, again, awesome actor. Incredible. He was, he was a Rick Moranis. He was all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, yeah, no, yeah. And then he just dropped because I think... And I say he died of cancer. His wife... I could be wrong, but I know his wife was terminally ill. Mm-hmm. And he... Basically, just went home to take. He had enough money, you know. Yeah. Went home to take raise the kids. And at this point, I'm assuming he kids have probably grown out of the house. But because yeah. um, no, you're like you said, he was in everything, you know, for like the late <laughs> '80s, early '90s. Yeah. Honey, um, I shrank the kids. Yeah. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, yeah. Little yeah. Shop of Horrors, you know. I mean, the Little Shop of Horrors was such a good, was, was a very good musical. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey, you got any? Uh, Rob, you wanted to say something when Joey I returned. Did. I did. I was waiting on Joey to come back. Uh, There's some films out there that we recognize as not being great films, okay? They are not landmark pieces of of motion picture, whatever. But but you like them all the same. There's just something about it. 
And sometimes uh, movies have a special attachment. Like maybe you watched it with someone that was your friend at the time and it kind of developed into a running joke. And for me and my friend Joey, a film that fills that spot for us is Escanaba in the Moonlight. Okay? Mm-hmm. With uh, Now, I always mix this up. Jeff Daniels? Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Because there's Jeff Daniels and what's the other Jeff? Mm-hmm. Goldblum? Jeff Daniels. Jeff Bridges, yeah, because he, he, he makes a joke about that. So, yeah, you were in the movie about ducks. No, no, Jeff Daniels is never in a movie about ducks. But no, Jeff Daniel uh, plays, a, he's the main character, in it, and he's a uh, fellow, what's it, from Wisconsin, Mi- Michigan. Michigan. Michigan, Michigan, in the North Country. And uh, that's a horrible, horrible accent. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, bad. But this is about Jeff Daniels and his family when uh, uh, they go up to deer camp. And he's never killed a buck. The Soto deer camp. Yep. He's mm-hmm. never killed him a buck. And he wants to get him a, a ten-point buck, you know. And he's got, his wife is an Indian. But, you know, you, you think Indian. Oh, okay, yeah, she she just, you know, she has to be Indian because you can tell from her skin and her hair. No, no, she wears full Indian dress the entire film, okay? And, uh, yeah, they they go to deer camp, and there's a lot of wild stuff that happens. They meet a character who doesn't speak English, and he saw a UFO. There's a weird ranger shows up. UFOs show up. There's talk about a curse and magic. I've always been interested if that movie ever came out in the theaters. I, I, Cause you the, know, the reason that we found this movie is back in the day of Blockbuster, you know, you peruse the aisles, you know. I, I paid money to rent it. Yeah, you I? did, yeah, because you're like, Escalava in the Moonlight, you know, what is this? It was a tape, I'm pretty sure, I don't think it was the DVD, I'm pretty sure it was a VHS. And that was how it came about. Because, you know, sometimes it was slim pickings at the video store. <laughs> I would encourage y'all to watch it. Seriously. I, I would like y'all to watch it so we can talk about it in a later podcast down the line and see what y'all's take on Escanaba in the Moonlight. It is an out there film. I promise you. By the way, I miss video stores. I do too. I miss being able to see what was new. You know, yep. there, you know. It's there like, was something more personal about it than looking through my phone to see, oh... All right, so that really all right, and I can get this on net. Okay, yeah, and here, oh, I got that on on demand. All right, I I'll watch it now. All right, Joey, you got another movie for us? Uh, I've really been thinking about it. We need to hear from Billy. Billy's been quiet. Yeah, I have been quiet. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I've been hogging. I've been hamming. Yeah, I, I've, I've I've had. And this is this is a dry pick. Um, but if it's my favorite time, but my favorite movie of all time. It's Just not a don't... beautiful mind. Okay. All right, all right, so you lied to us. It is Finding Forrester. Huh. They're, 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 they're back and forth. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Finding Forrester at all. Uh, I have not seen Beautiful Mind. Is it the black guy? No. One <laughs> <laughs> of the emotional movies. It's a good try. Huh? It's a good try. Yeah. It's a good try. No, Finding Forrester I'm, is... I've not seen it. It follows the character Jamal Wallace, and he's this black kid from the Bronx. He's really good at basketball, but he's like an excellent rider. Has all these like superb standardized testing scores, but he's a C student. So they transfer him to this prestigious prep school, um, you know, in the nice part of town. And he write, he befriends this rider, Sean Connery, who's a recluse and doesn't want people to talk about his work and tearing up his work. And there's a whole thing about race, and Jamal is doing so much better in class, and he writes this amazing work, and everybody thinks he plagiarizes off of 
John Connery's character because uh, they're so similar in the writing stories because John Connery is helping this right, kid do it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, you could never write anything that good because of his, his race and yeah. background. And it's just... So it's like a beautiful mind just with a black guy. No. <laughs> is it like a beautiful mind crossed with uh, the blind side? Yeah. That's a, lo- I- a little bit. <laughs> no, not beautiful mind. Cut beautiful mind out. Stop talking about beautiful mind. <laughs> No, it's kind of closer to Blindside, I guess, a little bit, because, like... Because it's got a big black man Because you've got... No, he's not big. He's just... Isn't it Forrest Whitaker? No. Is it not? Who oh, is it? Green Mile? Green Mile is another great movie. Green Mile is a good movie. Yeah, another movie. Forrest Whitaker is not in Green Interesting, interesting <laughs> note. Do you know whatever. what caused Sean Connery to quit acting? Um, uh, his accent. <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones? He watched... That, he watched Kazam with <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. We're going to have to train. Before we close out our podcast, we need to... Extraordinary Gentleman. Oh, that was a good movie. He hated that movie. That movie made him quit acting. Oh, I like that movie. It's not great, but it's a good movie. Well, because he goes into League of Extraordinary Gentlemen playing Alan Quartermain. Exactly. In Solomon's mind, like this classic British character. And I, one of the characters I think he's done very well in everything he's done. But I think definitely that was a role he was meant to play. Yep. But when he walked away from it, the experience is just so sour that he was like, no, I'm... I'm done. I mean, I can retire. And he, you know, he had been acting for a long time at that point, and I think mm. he just kind of saw what Hollywood had become. Because at the time, the big controversy was the way they did uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Mm. Because, you know, the Hulk movie came out that same year. I did not know that. And so you had Hulk, which was the Play-Doh Hulk, the uh, uh, Eric Bana mm. Hulk. And in League of Trans Gentlemen, they made Hyde into, like, this grotesque Hulk monster, you know, that's just, like, smashing yeah. stuff and tearing stuff up and not what it was in literary, you know, terms yeah. because they wanted to have kind of, like, a Hulk character. And so that was a big thing a lot of people were very unhappy with. I was... I I love that movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, you know, that's if how you're I, into I, 19th century literature. classic fiction, yeah, I think they nailed Dorian Gray. Dorian Gray, uh, Captain Nemo, even Tom Sawyer, like, he definitely, like, that character, you're like, oh, that's definitely Tom Sawyer. Like, so much of that introduced me Mean to lit- literature. Yeah, like most of the books I read in high school, I read because I watched that movie and was interested in those characters. You know, so um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of bummed that he didn't watch the way it produced. Which you know, it could have been better. It could have been better. You yeah, know, it's yeah. one of those movies yeah, that you you like we talked about so many times before. You go in, this is an awesome movie, and then you go back and watch it after you distance it, and you're like, eh, it's okay, it's yeah. okay, because it doesn't really, it doesn't really hold up, you know what I mean? I mean, you can go back and watch it, oh, that's kind of cool, but, um, anyways. I got one more, and then I'm, I'm out, but, uh, my other, my other one that I've seen a bunch of times, I like Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. I can watch yeah. that, I can sit down and watch that movie anytime, too. It's just that. It's one of the best. It is. It's really good. And it's, it was written by Stephen King. I always forget that. I always forget that. Um, I just, I feel like I'd be betraying, uh, you know, God, country, and family in the state of Arkansas if I didn't mention Talladega Nights. <laughs> uh, Talladega Nights is a, is a classic movie. 
I, I don't feel think like it's classic. It is classic. I feel like it really tells the story about NASCAR. I don't think when the nuclear apocalypse comes, they're going to save a copy of Chattanooga Nights of the Fall. It's a great work. <laughs> they're not sending that up in I, I'm being a little bit silly there, but I did really enjoy Talladega Nights. Uh, I like Will Ferrell's work. You know, I, I really enjoyed his corny films like Step Brothers and Anger Man and the other Will Ferrell productions like that. Interesting note, I got to see Talladega Nights for free in the theaters because I won a radio contest. Oh, cool. It was like a trivia question they asked. Um, it was a sports talk station, and they asked what company was the sponsor of Will Ferrell in the movie, oh. you know, for most of the movie, and the answer was Wonder Bread. Yeah. And I had seen the previews, so I got two free tickets to go see it. Huh. Um, my note on that, movie is that has forever changed the song that plays I don't know the name of the song um, we run to the night maybe um, when they're running at the end towards the finish line uh, <laughs> whenever I hear that song I think of Talladega Nights it doesn't Tom Cruise saving you with your magic yeah yeah it's a I was I was wondering if I should say anything. see I've got well, who am I kidding? My family don't listen to this podcast. All right. Um, I, have I thought some... they did. You said you introduced your family to our podcast. I said well, I introduced. I didn't and that, say that, that they no. were now loyal listeners no, and would no. download every episode 17 no, that's times. That's actually a different set of family. I'm not going to name them off on air. But no, I have okay. uh, another sibling, and I'm not going to say him or her because it'll out. You're going to say it? Another sibling. Another sibling's family are big NASCAR fans. <laughs> and I really suggested highly to them that they should watch Talladega Nights. You know, just like that time that I really suggested they should watch King of the Hill because they reminded me of the characters on King of the Hill. And I didn't mean it in a bad way. But they took both of those as really big insults for some reason. I, I love both of the, the show and the movie. What They're about Days of Thunder? Days of Thunder. That is a that's a seventies flick. This is well, you're back to the eight track thing now, aren't you? Seventies. What the crap? Days of Thunder. What you, is Days are y'all cal- do, do they have different calendars now? That was well, like nineties, dude. I don't know what Days of Thunder is. It's Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, um, Michael Rooker. What's it? What's it about? Mm, racing. Oh. So it's not. It's like Top it's got Gun. Robert Duvall. <laughs> Top Gun for cars. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, okay. I see. I've never seen Days of Thunder. Uh, no. The sugar packet on her inner thigh. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a really Randy Racy moment right there, dude. You, you. That probably beat Sharon Stone's little move. Oh, it, the it, table. No, I wouldn't say it beats that, but. Okay, uh, I'm showing my age, I guess. One last movie. I can't believe you never heard of Days of Thunder. Zombieland. Never seen it. Zombieland? Oh, Zombieland. Yeah. Woody Zombieland. Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, yes. Twinkies. Yes. Yes. Host is Twinkies. Yeah. That is a great... I almost said Mark Zuckerberg. Jesse Eisenberg, <laughs> who played Mark Zuckerberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Abigail uh, Breslin, Emma Stone, uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Uh, I mean, that... I think Zombieland was the best attempt. Or... Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, yeah. Tucker That's and Dale versus Evil is a good one. 
Oh, uh, wait, I just want to point in that I typed, I googled Days of Thunder Sugar Packet, and what comes up is, this was right up, is it, he uses sugar packets and her dot 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 private area dot 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 is the finish line. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> that's, much. That's the description that I got. That's it. It's the best explanation of drafting you will ever see. <laughs> I could take your word. I don't think we watch it. No, you time. need to watch it. <coughs> okay, uh, that was your last movie. Let's see. Um, I'm going to go in a different direction here, and I'm going to say Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That's a great one. That is good. Yeah. That is, that is one of the best, and a lot of people have said this, it's one of the best comic book interpretations like from comic book page to movie, yeah. because they hit so many of the points of the style of the elements. Uh, so much of that movie is so so meta and so deep. Like all the X's have numbers associated with them, yeah. and that um, uh, Scott's number is zero, and he's got like he drinks Coke Zero all the time, yeah. and he's listed as zero player and all this yeah. stuff. And it's you got Brandon Ruth, you've got Chris Evans. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that was a good one. Didn't you have one of the Macaulay Culkin guys in that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Macaulay Culkin's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Kieran yeah. McCulkin. The yeah. gay roommate. Yeah. I don't think it's him. No, it's not him. One of my favorite lines from movies ever is when the friend says, he punched the highlights out of her hair. Yes. And then he says it a second time, and it's, it's just awesome. It's so funny. Um... If, but if, that'll be my last movie. If if we got room for one more tangent, it's you're the host, dude. All right, one movie that you would be, you'd have to be paid to sit down and watch it from start to finish, and why? Because I already have a movie in mind. All right, my movie is The Keep from 1983. Me and Joey watched oh, that this was a one. Great movie. Yeah, we watched this one on Netflix. It was a supernatural World War II film filmed in Romania. And there's like a tomb thing, and there's a monster. The special effects were abysmal. I mean, really bad. The music was all electronica. Uh, in fact, the same guy that did uh, this, the score for this movie also did it for Tron, which, of course, was, a, was actually a huge success compared to The Keep. Alright, but The Keep was a horrible film. Uh, you'd have to give me money to sit down and watch it again. It was bad. It was real bad. And furthermore, it was really long. It was 96 minutes of, of awful. It's not that long for a movie. I haven't seen it. I mean, I understand that it being awful you might like it. makes it seem longer. I understand you might, that. You might really yeah, like I it. I might. Though. You never know. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to go with that uh, mid-90s interpretation of work. Orson Welles, eight, no, 1984. That was a pretty horrible movie. That, that was that the one we watched together too? Yeah. The, yeah. the 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 bush. <laughs> yeah, Whoa! It was that one. Whoa! Uh, Are we talking about hedges here? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it. Okay. There was there was some very untrimmed hedges in Thank that you. one. Thank you. Yeah, that that would be mine. Really? There there was very bad gardening. Worst movie. You do watch a pretty terrible crap. So. I do watch them. It's mostly TV shows. Though. I'm, trying to think of, I'm trying to think of a movie that I watched once. Like, nope, I wasted money on this. I don't know. The um... Oh, come on, Billy. Think. I don't know. Russell, you got something while I think on it? I do. There's a movie Shoot. called, and I can't tell you what year. I can't tell you an actor's name. 
I just know that the movie is called Floundering. Floundering. Yep. And part of the reason I hate this movie is I've only seen it once, and when I saw it, I was in an altered state, uh-huh. I will say. Right. Which may have made it seem longer than it actually was. <laughs> Gotcha. But there was just nothing to the movie, as far as I can remember. It's just about a guy and his boring life. Mm. Let, let me ask you a question. Would Zulu be a film you have to sit down and get paid to watch? Oh, hell no, I've seen Zulu a couple times. Oh, you'd watch it again? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you yeah. appreciate that score? I that did. Dun, dun, dun. You know, the whole... Yeah, Michael whole, King was great in that movie. Yeah, it, it wasn't a bad movie. <laughs> Marcus gave me such a hard time about making him sit down and it watch It was that. about two and a half hours to three hours long. I think it, it was it, a three and a half hour Yeah, it, it's a long one, but... Zulu. Billy, you got anything? I don't know. I, I guess this is, the, this is a different kind of pick, but Repo of the Genetic Opera... You remember that? Yeah. Yep. Uh, no. I, when I watched it, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. It was one of those movies, I think we all have those experiences, like when you come out of your comfort zone and your experiences and you, you watch something or you listen to something that's so different from what you're used to, like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. And, you know, it, it, it's a, uh, it had Anthony Stewart Head who played Giles and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and it's like a musical. And that was in Paris Hilton. It had Paris Hilton. <laughs> well, and that tells you a lot right there. It had the guy from Slipknot. Yeah. No. Um, actually, actually, I have no idea. I watched it a few times, and then after I did it myself, I'm like, yeah, this is, it's one of those movies, I think it's successful and people like it because it is kind of a bad movie. Yeah. Well, there's a lot um, of movies like but that. But the idea, the idea behind it, it's a musical. But the idea behind it, people get organ transplants just to live forever. And if you don't make your payments, they send a repo man to reclaim your organs. And so, so it's like Anthony <laughs> Head is this guy that goes around and oh, you didn't pay all your monthly payments on your liver. I'm gonna come and take your liver. You know. There's a movie called Repo Men. Yes, that with, came out with a, Jude Law a few years after and Forrest Whitaker. Which I kind of enjoyed. I mean, it wasn't great, but... Right, and I haven't seen that one, because I remember it came out, like, very close together. Um, but, yeah, that one was... I, mean, I don't know. I've, I've watched some bad movies in my life, but I can't... I usually push them so far out of my mind, I don't remember them. Um, Joey's shown me quite a few that... Cause I, don't, I don't consider... I don't consider sci-fi movies as bad movies, because they make them to be bad. Oh, I did use but Before you came back from the Army, I, 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 I sat down with Billy to bring over my horrible... Horror movie DVD collection. We watched a few. We watched the bad ones. Alright, uh, yeah, I hope y'all have enjoyed listening to our episode, our mini episode 13.5 on movies. The good, the bad, the abysmal. And uh, on up updates as far as what we got upcoming, we got some really special stuff planned for y'all. In fact, uh, me and Joe are going to a uh, reenactment coming up in a couple weeks, and so... Y'all will be getting to listen in on that little adventure we're taking up to Helena, Arkansas. Uh, you know, no no offense to the folks in Helena, but if you ever seen footage of, like, Michigan? It's, no, no, Detroit, yeah, Michigan. modern day Detroit, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's there, what it looks like. There's areas of Detroit that look like they make Helena look really bad. I mean, Detroit... 
makes Helena look bad. Uh, but, you know, uh, we always enjoy it. we got some good folks coming out there to meet us. I'm really looking forward to that event. But, yeah, I decided to go ahead and insert that little thing. I see that. I, I'm sure you appreciate it. It's awesome. Us. Yeah, Repo the Genetic Opera came out in 2008, and Repo Men came out in 2010. They don't want to know. There you go. Wrapping it up. All right. So, uh, subscribe, rate, review, and Billy's going to give you the address because I still haven't memorized them. <laughs> We've been at it for a year, Rob. Get I know. I know. I just it, got the, the get, six get topics it together. Shoot us an email at transconversation at gmail.com. Be sure to find us on Twitter at podcastatc and facebook.com slash podcastacc. Sweet. Find us on Stitcher and iTunes. Subscribe, rate, give us five stars, give us a snippet about what you like about the show and what you'd like to change. And we hope you join us again in two weeks for episode 14. If I can't get it memorized soon, I'll just get it tattooed to my A tattoo is smart, Rob. I mean... <laughs> you want to get stuff that's you, important if, to if you. If you want to spend money and, and, you know, permanently permanently change the, the appearance on your skin, I would definitely recommend emails, <laughs> Twitter handles, <laughs> and Facebook accounts for the podcast you do one hour every two weeks. Well, my wait, face wait, wait, is wait. still round. You've got, to, you've got to have the logo above Oh, and that. the logo. The and dye, the logo. yeah. You might because want to do it on your chest. No, do it on your back. Like a full back tattoo of the back. logo. But if I put, put it, it on, so he remembers. I can always put uh, it on my neck right here and just turn on my camera and look at it. You know, I can always see it. Okay, now let's go. You can do it reversed. No. Nope. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, you can read it. Nope. Ah, and then other people have You need to just go full head. Mike Tyson and go ahead and shave all your facial hair. Yeah. Which would be a loss because it looks good. Don't get me wrong. But go ahead and get a face tattoo of oh, the logo. Oh, no. <laughs> of the logo on one side, and then All the email, Facebook. the Facebook, and the Twitter. And so you know, there are people who, who do sell their skin to advertisers all the time. I'm getting a tattoo, you know, on my shoulder. And, you know, eyes better get to put whatever they want. And then a chance conversation across your forehead. Yes. So y'all are, like, basically want me to dress up my face like a NASCAR, huh? Exactly, yep. yes. Like Fig Newtons right across the eyes, you know? And Pretty you'll much. get, I, I can guarantee you at least one beer a week. I don't think I'd get a job. I don't think mm. I'd get a job. Not carrying on like that. Okay, anyway. Go ahead and close we're it good. out because I've lost steam on this. Well, the steam is gone. What do I need else? What else do I need to do? No, you did good. You I gave all the contact information. Hey, if anyone has done hard a hard reset to any of your friends, please write us and tell us about it, okay? You're going to get an honorable mention on the episode for being that dedicated fan. I'll, I do want that one. I wouldn't hold your breath. Oh. You don't think someone's going to do a hard reset? No. Jacob, do a hard reset on Joey's phone. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All okay. right, guys. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. By the way, I did watch Captain America. Mm. Stop. Pretty good. I, uh... The first one? Yeah. I I caught a lot of stuff that was going on that I didn't, you know, if I wouldn't have known before doing the podcast. Like, oh. Agent Carter. Yeah. I wouldn't have known who the heck she was. I wouldn't have put together at the start, guys. I'm assuming Tony Stark's dad. Yeah. <laughs> There's a meme online. It's Captain America and Iron Man. They're Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. Tony Stark shoots Steve a look. He's like, who died and made you perfect? Steve looks back at him and goes, your father. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Captain America has a different feel to it.
And the second one, the first one's okay. It's okay. It's a good movie. But the second one, Winter Soldier, is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. The first movie, I feel like... Civil War, and I said this, Guardians of the Galaxy, I was more excited about. But hands down, to this date, the best Marvel movie yet has been Winter Soldier. In my opinion, cinematically speaking. I didn't see Winter Soldier. Just, and if, if Civil War is building off of that theme and that story, style of storytelling, Civil War is going to... I have... My prediction, my prediction is... You want to start recording? I was just going to ask because it's... it's uh, we are? Okay. For a while. But my prediction is... Do we not want to do like an introduction? Oh, we can do an introduction. Hi, guys. Uh, welcome <laughs> right, to... Right, we're we're going to cut our content? Oh, come on. What are we going to do? I mean, we even on our mini episodes, we normally say something as an introduction. Well, yeah, but I was going to let him finish the conversation okay. we were let me, having. Let me, do my, let me do my predictions real quick. I think, hands down, Batman Superman will do better in the box office than Captain America Civil War. Ooh, March 25th. <laughs> Anyways, um, somebody's birthday. I think uh, Deadpool is going to be the most fun out of all of them. Deadpool, <laughs> as far as going to the movies, I'm going to walk yeah. out of the Deadpool movie being more excited than, you know what I mean? Like just well, that yeah. trailer is awesome. That Red Band trailer. But I feel like Batman and Superman will be the biggest movie of the year if you exclude Star Wars. Like twenty, you don't think so? Nope. What do you think? What's your prediction? Deadpool. You think Deadpool will? You think Deadpool will beat out Batman and Superman? That's my prediction. Yeah, I don't think enough because people you know got Deadpool is. No, no, crap. I don't know, but that R rating to have a movie do that big with well, an R rating. I saw a commercial a couple nights ago on TV, and it said this film was not yet rated. Yep. Well, it officially got its R rating yesterday. Oh, okay. Because I was looking through my Facebook feed, and Tom Cooter Hunt said, Deadpool gets its official R rating. I was like, I thought it just decided months ago it was R rated. <laughs> but then I realized that that's what they're shooting for. But it, it's, it's official as of yesterday. Gotcha. So no action figures. The reason or I... Or no toys. You, you, you can't see anything in the toy aisle. You have to go to Hastings. The or, reason uh, I say that, I think... Spencer's or something like that. If if it pays off, <clears throat> if it if it delivers, is what I should say, then Deadpool will get more repeat viewings in the theater than Batman and Superman will. Yeah. I can see that. That's my thinking, anyway. We'll see. I mean, y'all can each make your prediction There's on so what you think many. the biggest got, movie of the year will be. But. You've got Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which, it looks good on the trailer. I don't think it'll do, I don't think it's going to beat Batman and Superman by any time. But it's in the mix. You've got X-Men Apocalypse. You've got Batman vs. Superman. You've got Captain America Civil War. You've got Deadpool. You've got so much going on this year. And it's just and there's another Marvel movie coming out this fall. Is that Doctor Strange coming out this fall? I think it is. So, I don't know, man. I just, I think cinematically speaking, storytelling, direction, I think Civil War is going to be the best movie. If that makes sense, like to watch, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that'll translate to it getting the most views and the biggest blockbuster. Um, because with with Batman versus Superman, it's going to be kind of like Avengers. It's going to be doing more to set up later movies, 
And I'm, Batman I'm, versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. Because yeah. they're, they're trying to set the stage for the Ben Affleck Batmans and the Aquaman movie and the Wonder Woman movie and all mm. these other things. Well, it tells you in the title what it's setting up. Yeah. Dawn of Justice. They're setting up the Justice League. Mm. They're trying to answer Marvel's, you know, Avengers. But they're doing it backwards. With Marvel, what they did was they had individual movies with all their heroes. Yeah. And then top off, you know, icing on the cake, here's Avengers with all of those characters. But this is like, we've got to do it different than Marvel so that we can do better. So they're going to start with their team movie and then split them off after that. Gotcha. I think it's going to be, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I think it's going to make for a muddier movie. Because with Avengers, you're able to introduce the characters right off the bat. Most of your audience had already watched Captain America and Iron Man. You didn't have to do a whole lot of backstories. Now, do you think that Suicide Squad will have R rated? I don't know. I haven't seen it. My bet's going to be no. I bet it's going to be no. I, I say no, should. but I think it should. I, I think feel, it should. But I feel like that movie is supposed to be gritty. You know, like <laughs> the way I that think, they've got Jared Leto looking. The way. Well, no, I've said this about the Christopher Nolans for a while. Those, all three of those should have been hard, especially yeah. the second one. But I'm interested to see how this works out because. This is the first time that I'm going to be working in stereo. What are you mm. looking at, bro? I'm just looking at the screen. <clears throat> we'll see how it goes. Lots of. Are you plugged into Audacity over there? Yes. A lot more to look at than what my hat. I have a Chromebook, huh? Well, I mean, there's not a whole lot to look at. I mean, it's just our voices. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Rob gotcha. is sitting there eyeballing it like he's watching Really well, let's see. Uh, yeah, I looked at Audacity on the map. We're, we're here at 1134, uh-huh. and our intro to the episode is, well, not here yet. It's not it's not anywhere I've been looking for it on the screen. But you don't know how much of that 1134 I'm going to leave in True. before the intro. True. Yeah. Because there are times when I take parts of our conversation that happened before, and I'll move it to the end. Tag it on the back, uh, and I can say goodbye, and then there's that five. I'm minutes. not questioning your magical methods. Kind of like there. unicorn conversations that, that we've had. Yeah, well, unicorn conversations. But mm-hmm. when have we had a unicorn? What is We're a uni- about First unicorn? First off, one, one week ago. Oh, yeah. You you wrote off the unicorn sleeping bag? Maybe? No, I moved it to the end after the... Oh, that's good. I wanted to make sure that that got in there. <laughs> <laughs> It was important to me. <laughs> I not realized we were recording if I was talking about the unicorn sleeping bag. That was our bonus content after we... I thought that was like a special term for a certain kind of conversation. No, you're talking about my unicorn sleep, My manly, masculine, for a little boy... It's too late. Unicorn sleeping bag. Damage has been done. Have you listened to the joke, Ken, that Nerdist? No. Um, like 10 episodes behind. If you ever skip episodes... Do not go to Did you listen to, um, I'll get there because I listen to all of them. Fred Savage? Yes, that was a good one. Which I'm a huge fan of Fred Savage because I was right in the wheelhouse of the Wonder Years target audience when it was out. Right. And I I love that show. (coughs) Winnie Cooper to this day. Uh, Winnie Cooper. <clears throat> but anyway, you have to you Google it. Anyway, I'm gonna do that. His new show, um, The Grinder, because he spent a lot of years like directing stuff, which they right. talk about. The Grinder is funny. If you're not watching The Grinder, you need to go back from the beginning and watch it. It is funny. Yeah, Him awesome. and Rob Lowe, 
It is a great, great show. I love it. It's one of those shows I kind of... Because when a new show comes out, I have three tiers. I have one of... Okay, wait. What show is this from? The Wonder Years. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. Okay, add the word... No, no, no. Add the word today. Oh, okay. Here we go. All right, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's a lot better. Because the first pictures that pop up is her. Like her glasses. (laughs) No, Winnie Cooper is adorable. And she is... That's the. Here's the thing. Danica McKellar, who's the actress that played Winnie Cooper, she's like super smart. She's like a published mathematician. But anyway, I don't know how we got off on that, but we did. 